You're listening to episode number 368 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a twenty-four hour a day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? Wanna gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So how is Kentucky? Oh, such a wonderful time. Such a wonderful time. I, I, I got to tell you. So what I think actually is going on right now, and the only reason why I don't want to talk about this is I don't want people that aren't within a six hour driving radii of Louisville, Kentucky Mm -hmm. to be super jealous because right now (laughs) makers Mark is just pumping out some amazing bourbon unbeknownst to me. They had, they'd been like, they had really been ramping shit up for some one-off distributions and then COVID struck. And so they had to hold it because they had to close down. They had, you know, they couldn't have their, their gift shop open and now they're reopened. And, and instead of trying to time it to be like, okay, we're going to do it this quarter. And then we're going to do the next batch. And then another quarter, they're just pumping new product out. So everything they that they had in, in the works. Yeah. yeah. They're just putting it all out at one time. It's, it's so cool. You know, my wife, Wife and I, we went down and we did the math. We went down approximately eight to ten ish weeks prior to me going down for the Fourth of July. Right. And I did not think for one second that Maker's Mark would have anything new to offer. We thought <laughs> that, that amount of time. Woodford Reserve would have been because yeah, because because Woodford had nothing new eight to ten ish weeks ago. Maker's Mark had something new. So I went down with Jason, my buddy from college, and um, you know. Lo and behold, they, there was, n- again, nothing new at Woodford Reserve. And yet, eight to ten weeks since my wife had and I had been down there, Makers had an entirely brand new selection of this what's called private selection bourbons. They've got four different bourbons. I'm currently enjoying one right now. So this is that's what's inspiring this drunken podcast from me. It, guys, it was it was just wonderful. And, and anytime you guys or listeners want to go to Louisville, just hit me up on Twitter. I, I am, a, you know, one of the things that as much as I would love to live in Las Vegas and as much as I would love to be licensed as an attorney in Las Vegas, one of the things that I do take solace in is the idea that I am a approximately five and a half 
hour drive from Michigan to Louisville and I'm a four and a half hour flight from Michigan to Vegas. So like I've got the best of both worlds. Where do I want to be? Just depends on whether I jump in the car or jump in an airplane to come see you kids. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. We missed you last week. Yes, that was fun. I I missed you guys as well, but as always, you guys are awesome. We should start the show because I'm drunk. He's Mark. She's Karen. And as always, we start with random Vegas. City Center cost $8.5 billion to build and was the most expensive project in the Western world. We got that from at Vegas underscore only. Just um, a, Resorts World has beaten that now, hasn't it? Well, it's, no. no. Resorts World only cost, or well, it was cost like four. $4.3 Okay, right. Um, $4.3 billion. And it, not to mention it's not comparing apples to apples That's because uh, you've got Veer Towers and uh, the Waldorf Astoria and Vidara right. as, as separate things from the casino. Which the original Resorts World uh, renderings were supposed to have that many towers, but, you know, they scaled back a little bit. Right, so. right. <laughs> Next up is the Twit Pick of the Week. Welcome back to the 90s in Las Vegas. A time apparently before MGM knew that Asian gamblers didn't like to walk under the head of a lion because it's bad luck or some other superstition. But for a time, there she anchored the corner of Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard in all her oversized glory. At Summa Court provides even more context to this week's winner, clocking that MGM marquee, clocking that the MGM marquee sign is shown under construction which would date this picture to early 94 after the introduction of the Hilton marquee, which was erected as the largest sign in the city and before MGM built a larger sign. The only thing I have to contribute to this is to say that this, and I get partially Mark, you picked this because you probably were channeling your inner Tony by saying this is so Vegas vacation. And at the end of Vegas vacation, when they walk into the lion's mouth, that movie came out circa 1997. So this didn't last. I mean, this particular lion entry did not last all that long, but I, I love it. And I, this is a Vegas that I do not know. This was a Vegas before I got introduced to it. Mm, Circa. 2006 so i love every time you pick something that is a new to me image right right it's just god it's gorgeous just gorgeous i just i think it's amazing just how different it looks when you think about what that corner is now um you know the sidewalk and the crossover bridges and and how much more out front or close to the street the entrance is to the casino it's just amazing how different it is yep as always, we will link to the photo on our blog, featured on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. All right, speaking of MGM, MGM buys and sells City Center. MGM Resorts recently bought out their partner Infinity World's 50% stake for $2.1 billion. Once that deal is complete, MGM will sell Aria and Vidara to a private equity firm Blackstone for $3.89 billion. Blackstone has agreed with, with MGM on a leaseback deal that will have MGM paying $215 million in rent annually for Aria and Vidara. In the end, MGM will have more cash on hand to help them expand into more sports betting markets and a possible casino development in Japan. I I, I got nothing. Obviously, 
pencil pushers have have done the math. Good for them. I just I I, I want everybody and everything in Vegas to be successful. But right. this is not for Tony. No, this I mean this is part of, and I think they mentioned this in in the article. Their uh, asset light strategy. Asset light. So yep. Yeah. So basically, they don't. They're trying to get rid of anything that they own, which is why they're doing all these leasebacks. So from an operational standpoint, it shouldn't change, but it it frees up room on MGM's balance sheet. Right. So it yeah it should be completely non-noticeable to the uh, majority of people visiting. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I always defer to my accountant to talk <laughs> numbers to me. <laughs> Next up, the plaza evolves. Vital Vegas reports that Plaza is currently renovating the space formerly used for a mini golf attraction into a live music venue. Launch of the new venue is expected in October of 2021. The resort also has recently opened a disco-themed photo op in the former party pit. It's called Studio 71 and is meant to pay tribute to the era in which the property opened, which was 1971. The attraction is open Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. to midnight, noon to midnight on Saturday and Sunday. Additionally, the old beer garden space next to the Porca Shore is going to be renovated into the Carousel Bar Ownership is also overhauling its 18 elevators at a cost of 350000 each. This year celebrates Plaza's 50th anniversary. They got a lot of shit going on. Yeah, Plaza. Yeah, because they're also um, rehabbing the old Greyhound bus terminal. Right, yeah. On top of it. So, I mean, they just, they must be doing pretty good down there uh, with everything they got going on. They're, they're trying really hard. I mean, I am disappointed that that outdoor beer garden didn't, last much longer because i mean it i thought it was a fun yeah me too a fun spot i mean they never staffed it well which i think was part of the problem but um yeah they just they got a lot going on there mm-hmm. we need to we need, probably need to stay there again because the one and only time we did was pre-room renovations which was one of the scariest um hotel experiences of my life yeah so yeah, we can definitely do that I, I, we probably need to put them back on the list uh, is somebody who stayed there twice now post room renovations karen i think you would i think i mean i mean this sincerely night and day i mean that both in a figurative and literal experience for you i think it'd be a night and day experience my wife is very particular about the places that she will stay oh yeah Me too. she <laughs> likes she likes some place well <laughs> that feels safe <laughs> i guess safe i guess uh, a lot of people don't that's probably not necessarily the highest on the list <laughs> but she's like listen if i don't feel safe there but i mean just in a very real sense a a a nice clean refurbished room is all my wife really wants and in these rooms exceed that and that's probably not an endorsement that the plaza would like to hear but i've had beverages all i can say is <laughs> we've loved our 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 different experiences we've stayed there twice now a couple times each night and we've loved it we would stay there again and i will concur with you i think it was disheartening that they undid that particular uh, bar that was just the beer just, garden yeah correct the beer garden we because i remember us doing a, a 360 vegas vacation event there we did yeah I, I thought i thought we all had a blast and yeah, i would I have assumed that the fun that we all had there would have been equal to what anybody else would have experienced there so <laughs> the fact that it didn't last as long as it well didn't makes me that much more excited i hope they really do invest and give it time and some love to let whatever they're going to do there 
bloom because I think it will be a really great location. See, I do. I mean that sincerely. It was we had a, it was a blast. And I I remember which Vegas vacation that was because that was your Mark's 40th birthday year because I remember we were like running inside and blowing up balloons and taking random pictures with the the big Ford Zero balloon oh, thing to surprise that yeah that's when it was. That's why I I will always remember. I don't know what number of Vegas vacation was, but I know what year it was cuz I know it was your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, and this is a little disheartening to talk about, there are some problems at the Pinball Hall of Fame. Vital Vegas is reporting that the survey company used by the new Pinball Hall of Fame mistakenly drew the property lines eight feet into land owned by Dream Hotel. If an agreement can't be reached, Dream Hotel could require the $10 million facility be torn down and removed from their property. On a more positive note, at the official grand opening, owner Tim Arnold said cash flow has nearly doubled since moving to the new strip location. So good to have a little bit of good news there on the back of this bad <laughs> right. news. Right. Uh, th- this is unbelievable. I don't know how, and at least with the picture that, that Scott posted, because I actually haven't been to the new location yet. But when you look at the picture, it's like, yeah, how is this not obvious that this is encroaching over the property line? Mm. I mean, th- and the fact is, you know, if the Dream Hotel wants to be a bunch of assholes, they can require them to tear it down. Yeah, that'd be that'd be. I don't think they would. I mean, because what are they doing with the property? I'm sure they can just get some kind of an easement or something that, you know, maybe the Pinball Hall of Fame has to pay them rent or something, right. you know, that they cover it. But I mean, hopefully the Pinball Hall of Fame is going to go after the survey company to cover those costs. Right, exactly. But just uh, this poor guy, like, <laughs> you know, know, all the, the shit he's building this and the pandemic happens and he runs out of money and then it it just it's such a cool place it's such a fun nostalgic kind of thing that you just want things to work out for him yeah funny story uh and i gotta be real careful about how much i can actually share of my own personal life but in my world i i am involved with uh the state of michigan's Surveying, And so I just happened to have the <laughs> state surveyor to ask this question of. And I, again, I'm going to be super generic by just simply saying that he said, yep, clearly the surveyors truly screw the pooch. My word's not his. <laughs> he said, there are lots of ways to resolve this situation. Obviously, easement is, is the most logical legal route to go. Right. He said, there's no benefit for either the Pinball Hall of Fame. And, and again, for anybody that's listening, this is not legal advice. <laughs> although, very, very clear. although you're a lawyer, you're not their lawyer, right? That's my exactly. favorite expression. I am a lawyer. I'm not your lawyer. <laughs> and the, and his, his thought was, is, you know, this was a screw up. Occasionally it happens. And I learned way more about how surveying actually works and these guys go out and they will hammer actual like survey points into land Mm -hmm. based on what the the local and i I don't know how um nevada works but at least in the midwest we have we have literal county plots yeah and so the county surveyors they go out with these truly they're, they're metal spikes and they hammer these spikes into the four corners of the different lots. And as lots get sold off, because let's just say hypothetically you own 40 acres, you can sell off this acreage to, to homeowners that want to build homes. And so you might, 
you might sell a half lot or a, you know a, right. a quarter acre or a full right. acre. These surveyors, they they literally have to go out and they got to measure the stuff and they got to based on GPS coordinates, they got to figure out where these this this plot of land will be, and then they hammer literal metal spikes into the ground so that in five years, ten years, twenty years, when they have to go back out and do this surveying, they can find it just with a literal a metal, um, detector. A metal detector. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me I could expand the ownership lot that I've got just by a metal detector and moving these lots? And he goes, well, no, 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 no. He goes, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, that that probably would have been true. Now we've got GPS and, and right. we know where these these spikes <laughs> right. are based on GPS. But it's it's he that's why he was so entranced by the story. He goes, how did in 2021, how does this happen? How does any property encroach on another person business's property? By eight feet. Right. By eight feet. Like that's that's big. Like GPS satellites should have caught that shit. So right. just fast. It's a it's a fascinating story. And I I mean, obviously as an outsider looking in, it's fascinating. I, I I'm heartbroken for the pinball owner because this guy is his found a way to spin hay into gold yeah at every turn and i just i'm i'm oh, i'm just i'm frustrated for him so yeah. we we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on this one for sure yep. <laughs> let's move into prop bets for those of you who are unfamiliar prop bets is an extension of the news but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items first up effective july 1st the fee for a marriage license in clark count will now be 102 dollars that is a $25 increase to fund the rape crisis services. Now, what's funny about this is when I was discussing, you know, like like my wife and I, we we kind of go through and and if I had to be real honest, some of my op, quote unquote my observations are hers, my wife's observations <laughs> because she's yeah she's far more articulate than I am. She said to me, whoa, 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 $102? I wouldn't have married you if it would have been a $102 fee. And then I finished the rest of the sentence. She goes, oh, I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> She's not a terrible human being. No. Uh, but this this story will make her happy. Robert Irvine's public house at Tropicana reopened on Thursday, July 1st. It's open daily from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm glad it's it's open with its its regular hours yes. instead of reduced. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. At Las Vegas Locally reports that Caesars Entertainment announced to their staff that the company's minimum wage for non-tip, non-union employees will be $12, which is $4 more than the federal minimum wage. Good for them. That's, I mean... Listen, I'm a big fan that the market will dictate itself, but if you want to go above and beyond because you want to be a great corporation, yeah, I encourage that. Yep. <laughs> During the month of July, Club One members earn one tier credit for every $5 that you spend at dining options and bars at Circa, the D, and Golden Gate. Just bring your receipt to any of the Club One desks and you can get that for redemption. And I got to say, Karen, if 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 this would have been in effect during Vegas <laughs> vacation, you and I would have been punching each other straight in the face. Fighting over to, those receipts. Exactly. <laughs> take our Ada. Exactly. Because that was such a great, such a great turn. And I, you know what I love about this? It's a big reason why I'm such a fanboy for, quote unquote, Caesar Entertainment or Eldorado. You, you will get 
tier points towards the food and the hotel room money that you spend. And I feel like every place should be that way. If I'm going to spend my dollar at your place, give me some sort of credit for it. And if it's a five to one ratio, like club one is, I don't care. I, I don't care because five to one is still better than five to zero. Right. Well, and you know, it's funny because one of the reasons, and the only reason I have status at Cosmo is because they offer you five tier credits for every $1 you spend on food. So, yeah. And, you know, so that's part of the reason why I eat there so much. Um, But to your point about us fighting over the receipts, if they do like what Cosmo has done. So if you don't get the points right there at the restaurant at Cosmo, you have to go down to the um, the players club desk to get it added on. They actually will check the receipt that you paid on to make sure you actually paid for it and not oh, wow. somebody else. Hmm. Yeah. So, cause Mark actually um, ate there the other day and he forgot to, to, you know, give him his card. So he, he gave me the receipt and I looked at it. I'm like, they're not going to take it. He's like, why? I'm like, cause it says Mark Wateau, it's on it. Not, uh, not Karen. Fascinating. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, I almost want to t- 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 try that out now just with, you know, the D to see if they do the same thing or you just bring them a receipt and they're like, okay, here you go. KTNV is reporting that despite the World Health Organization's recommendation that everyone wear masks indoors, even those that are vaccinated, the Southern Nevada Health Department is not currently considering bringing back restrictions like capacity limits or mask mandates. What's going on in Nevada right now, you guys? Even you guys are making not only the Lansing local news, but you guys are making like the Today Show and uh, Good Morning America news. What's happening in your state right now? I don't. I don't know why they're not picking on Disney as much as they're they're picking on Vegas because it's, it's kind of the same thing. You're drawing, you know, huge well, crowds. You can be pointed to. They've been picking on Florida just in general, um, and you know, for Disney World. And you got to remember, Disneyland only just recently reopened, right? Because of all the stuff, you know, California. California's restrictions and all that craziness. Um, which I think I heard that California is putting mask mandates indoors back in place for yeah oh, for kidding. some situations. Some situations, yeah. And I honestly thought for sure that that was going to pop back up here, um, but it has not. And apparently they are not planning on it. Yeah. There, there has been. I, I feel like it's Pandora's box. Like now that we've closed it, you know, it's like nobody's like, no, no, we're not doing it again. Yeah. Well, we. No. we, we I, I think that you're right. Yeah. They, I think that you'd have such a revolt um, if they even Especially tried to even put those vaccinated. Place. Like that to me seems like, I mean, at least for me, like my initial response to that is like, then what the fuck did I get those damn shots for? <laughs> well, okay. That's a whole nother debate. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> um, I, I don't totally disagree with you though, Mark. I, your your well, point no, is but not I, lost on me, sir. I think in general, what they're seeing is the vaccination rates are slowing down dramatically. They haven't right. gotten to that 70% you know, number that they wanted to. And, um, although the, it's funny because the, like the casinos, their staff, like their vaccination rates, like, 80% or higher right. for the staff, but yet the general population, I think we're hovering maybe, maybe right around 50 or just See, under this to me, this to me starts to, starts to, to lend itself to the, to a comparison. Ah, shit. I lost it. <laughs> Social Darwinism. Because if you're, if you're resp- if your comment was going to be, you know what, you don't, you don't have to get the vaccine. Absolutely. You oh, know what? Yes, you choose your constitutional right is to not get it. Go ahead. But when the Delta variant hits you and now the Lambda, 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 Revenge of the Nerds hits you, <laughs> knock yourself out. Get it. You know what? I 
unless you had a, a first time ding, 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 this boy. And I still got the fucking vaccination. <laughs> right. And I know what? No one. No one's going to. Con- no one will confuse Tony for being left of center. So, you know, what? That's- <laughs> well, and I do think it's I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. There's, okay. there's been enough on the news about COVID. We don't need to add anything more to it. Yeah. Filming was completed last week on a documentary about the return of the production O at Bellagio. The movie is targeted for a fall release. Listen, I have no interest to go see Bellagio O, but I would absolutely 100%, 100% go see a documentary about Bellagio O. Yeah, yes. I agree. That That is more interesting to me. Well, I, I think it would be. Mark fell asleep the one time that he went to go see O. Right. Thank so you. <laughs> that, was, that was heavily influenced by Miller Chill. Well, there was alcohol <laughs> and then the fact that you've got like the cool, the soothing water, water sounds going on. And, right. you know, they keep that theater a little bit warmer for the performers. And yeah, he was he did not stand a chance. You know, it's like sleeping. Back. Plus, it really wasn't honestly out of all the Cirque shows that I've seen. It's OK. And it was, was not my favorite. Listen, I, you and I have talked, well, I say you and I, the three of us have talked about this on the podcast before, and I, I, I will repeat it again. Everything that I've ever seen about a Cirque du Soleil show, I've seen on Jay Leno's The Tonight Show. And it's fun to watch for like the seven and a half minutes that they get of a blurb on the tonight show. And even then I'm like, okay, it's been like three minutes and I'm, I'm done watching you jackasses flip around. This is, is there anything more to it? <laughs> nope. There's not. Okay. Then I, I just uh, short of being comped tickets to it for me, this just does not seem like a thing. I'd, I'd much rather, you know who I love? I love our friends, um, Josh and Roger and their, their constant drip, drip, drip. You should go see Piff the Magic Dragon. Now that's a gosh darn concert uh, show I want to go see. <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. Let's move on. <laughs> Eater Vegas reports the Lavo launched their Sunday Soiree Supper Club featuring signature dishes, bottle service, and tableside cocktails set in a 1960s New York Supper Club experience. That. I would go. Experience. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I got to check out that menu and see what it looks like online. Yeah. Cabo Wabo at Planet Hollywood is now offering breakfast daily from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. I always like when Mexican restaurants do breakfast. I think, yeah, it's, I think it's my affinity for chorizo. <laughs> I just, I think the last time we have not been to Cabo Wabo in forever since our last like since, couple experiences yeah. were just, well, Mark, Mark tried his first, um, was well, it margarita? Yeah. But it was margarita with a, no alcohol in it. Margarita with no alcohol in it. There literally, there was there was no alcohol in it. I mean, they they brought it out. No, they just he ordered a margarita. There was just no alcohol. There was no alcohol in it. So yeah, they they brought it out. Mark's like, I'm I'm excited. I have have never tried one. And it comes out, and he's like, This is not good. And I think there were there were like three. Weren't we there with Brian? Yeah, and his wife. Brian tried it, and you tried it. And I tried it. Both Brian and I were looking at each other like, There's there's no alcohol in that at all. That is not a margarita. I get you. Listen, I'll tell you what. um, When my wife and I were out in Vegas over during our work, like our work experience during in February, we would have gone to Cabo Wabo because we were staying at um, we're staying at Bally. So we literally had to walk past Cabo Wabo to go to Nacho Daddy. Right now, listen, if 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 it's 
12 feet to Cabo Labo or 400 feet to Nacho Daddy, I'll always tell you, go to Nacho Daddy. Right. Yes. But after like the third breakfast at Nacho Daddy, right? <laughs> let's just try somewhere else. We would have gone in a heartbeat to Cabo. Again, just to try someplace different. Right. Uh, listen, we really like Mexican food. We love breakfast food. So yeah, this you is, do. I, I think, I think they're smart. I think they're going to, I, and I mean this sincerely, I think they're going to tap into a, well, untapped crowd by offering this because they're, because they're, they've got a beautiful spot, right? Oh yeah. Right. Like people watching right there, there is incredible. The yeah. Yeah. I Can think, you imagine I think like people real, people well. watching at eight a.m. You you get to watch all the <laughs> oh shit yeah the, you do. the late night you, early morning yeah. folks. Mona Amiga B for folks who've never had breakfast out on the patio at Mona Amiga B, pay whatever <laughs> ancillary charges that they tack onto, and I don't think they do. I know that the uh, no I don't think, no, I don't do. think they other do. yeah the other place does, but Mona Amiga B beautiful place to watch people like tweaking. Uh, you know, <laughs> like they're coming down from whatever heroin ecstasy. The, the show, the show makes up for the mediocrity so of fun. the food. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yes. And they, <laughs> sorry, you're right. I should make that. I should include <laughs> that. And they've got really delicious food as well. <laughs> eh, eh, that's all right. Like I said, you're, you're sitting on the patio. You're doing it more for the people watching than anything else. Yeah. The Las Vegas Advisors reporting that Caesars and MGM have slashed, have slashed workforces by 32% and 40% respectively, supporting the feeling that everyone is understaffed and challenging the claim that everyone is hiring but can't get people back to work because of unemployment benefits. <laughs> Such a weird catch-22 we're in right now. Yeah, it really is. My my left of center wife wants the Vegas listeners to say, you're right, that is total bullshit that people are sitting on their ass collecting unemployment. And the guy who's right of center is like, ah. <laughs> but you're, it, that's true. If you're if you're slashing 32 and 40 percent of your workforce, why? I mean, like, oh, and I say that they're in the full cost cutting mode. They figured out they're trying to when, they figured the right number for their. Yeah. They, no way. They did. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Maybe that's what they think is their right cost, uh, employee to customer ratio is. I can speak firsthand. I think we all can speak firsthand because of Vegas Vacation 10 that it is not the appropriate employee to customer ratio. Right, oh, and especially in, in like restaurants and bars and stuff. You maybe, maybe on the casino floor. I mean, granted, they've swapped out so many of the the table games with digital that you know you, they don't need as many dealers or people on the casino floor but yeah sure. from a restaurant and bar standpoint and and I do think you know honestly I think that what they're not taking into account here it's really easy to say you know these people are collecting unemployment and so that's why they're not going back to work um, a lot of people started during the pandemic they lose their jobs they still have to find some mode of income they found other ways to do it Right. They found, you yeah. know, their own personal businesses that maybe they started driving for, you know, Uber or DoorDash or something like that. They found other ways to support themselves. And when you think about the level of freedom that gives them, why would you want to go back to what you were doing? The service industry. Right. In the service industry when, you know, you're making a go of it just fine with whatever they're doing now. Yeah. I mean, we've seen how some people act in Vegas, and I've, I've felt bad for uh, servers on many occasions for the crap that they have to deal with. So, you know, give them give them a little bit of slack here. 
and I and I do I do I cut I cut a lot of people a lot of slack. I it's it, listen, I don't for one second. Oh boy, Tony's Tony's fallen into his bourbon bottle, but <laughs> I I don't necessarily fall into the whole woke atmosphere. But in in 2021, I think to myself female servers specifically bartenders servers they they put up with a lot of crap a lot of crap Mm. and i think to myself if you're not making 14 dollars plus tip to do this why would you do it why wouldn't you go into something else to not have to put up with that and deal with that Mm. i i totally respect that I think the point to my comment is simply to say, if you're going to be that creep, sir, just tip way, f- way better. <laughs> All right, let's move on. The Las Vegas Sun reports that Chris Angel's Mind Freak will resume its residency at Planet Hollywood starting July 7th. Also, Potted Potter is returning to Bally's July 18th, and Opium is returning to the Cosmopolitan September 24th. That makes me happy. I want to go see Potted Potter. Yeah, we'll definitely go see it. Okay. I'll make you a deal, guys. If you guys can hold out, and I don't know when, 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 but if you guys can hold out, my wife wants to see it as well because she's okay. a giant Harry Potter fan. Okay. Okay. Shh. Well, of course, giant if she's Harry if she's making a request, of course we'll wait for her. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Here's another warning to people about restaurants with nickel and dime fees. America Restaurant at New New York, New York, was charging a quote process fee, which can be waived if requested. It only took a few days for the negative press to pressure the parent company to remove the fee altogether. How do you like that? Power to the people. Well, and here's Absolutely. what here's what kills me about this. Mark and I were talking about this the other day. When it first came up on on Twitter and somebody tagged Vital Vegas into it, so of course, you know, he he started digging in and making phone calls. Um, but the person that reported it said, you know, the manager couldn't even explain to me what the fee was. Right. You know, the manager's like, Well, it's kinda complicated. And he's like, Well, try me and they couldn't. So as Vital Vegas was digging into this, the response that he got back from the parent company who, you know, said, we've gotten a lot of feedback, we're listening, we're, we're removing the fee. They were only charging it for three days and they had so much negative that they pulled it down. Their explanation of what this process fee was, was technology required to ensure the security of the credit cards that company, the, the customers were paying with. Now... That is in the normal course of business for any company taking credit cards right now. So whose fucking brilliant idea was it to say, (laughs) you know what? We've got to do this technology cost. Let's just add two bucks onto every check and call it out. Yeah. If you're going to do that, you better have a lock guard great explanation for it that, that makes me go oh well I mean duh why wouldn't you charge that thank you for charging that I'm better off because of that no. charge amount my, it's my expectation when I go into a business that they're going to have the technology that's going to protect my shit and not get hacked Yeah. and honestly like every other again I worked in the restaurant industry it's built into your basic costs you want to try to cover it because you're charging more guess what you do you increase your menu prices you don't oh, yeah. call it out as a specific oh, yeah. fee that you're charging. I mean, like, so don't you think that increasing your, your menu items in the long run is greater than whatever this stupid $2 charge is? If you, oh, yeah. if you nickeled, literally nickeled and dimed yep. your, your entire menu, I would assume you will get more than whatever this 
$2 charges. And you're not going to piss off your customers. Right. Exactly. And your servers are going to have to deal with the complaints. $2 is $2, you know, so who really cares about that? But it's really, it's how deceptive it is. Right. Well, it's not even that it's deceptive. It's just they had the balls to put it out there and just say, no, we're just going to charge you this fee. And then couldn't explain it. Until, you know, push came to shove. And they're like, oh, well, this is what it was for. The explanation's just stupid. Sorry, I'm ranting. It was announced this week that Caesars Palace will invest millions of dollars renovating their check-in lobby to look strikingly similar to their current lobby. (laughs) Plans include a new lobby bar, a renovated table games area, and the current fountain located in the lobby will be replaced with a 15-foot statue of Augustus Caesar. Oh, El Dorado. (laughs) <laughs> right. The only thing that my wife asked me to ask you guys about is whether it's true that the that the uh, current fountain itself will actually be replaced. She thinks that the 15 uh, foot statue might actually be placed near and or in said fountain. And I'm like, well, you know what, sweetheart, I'll I will I will give that to you. I'll the, give that to you. I say the rendering that I saw online didn't have a fountain at all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you think about I, it, I, I'll that would know that. probably save them money on water cost and maintenance of the fountain and, and all that other bullshit. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm going to push it on the staircases. I tell her that. Don't you dare. You hurt her. I will, I, will her come, I will come after you. Vital Vegas reports that Tuscany has removed all of its live table games and replaced them with electronic gaming. Wow. Oh. Speaking of Tuscany, their sports book is Circus Sports. That's too bad. That that is too bad. I, you know, one of the things that because I've been to Tuscany, and I and I like their location. I, I think it's it's a it's a nice, um, certainly locals casino. And if you wanted to come in and you wanted to be treated opulently as a guest flying in from out of, well, state, but less let alone Vegas, you would probably be treated very well there. But I want when I when I want to play craps. Mm-hmm. I want someone to push the dice to me. When I'm playing blackjack, I want someone to pitch the cards to me. This is this is really disappointing. And I'm, I mean, so Karen, let's talk about this for a hot second. You and I and Jason, we were at the California and we played fifteen dollar <laughs> pitch. pitch blackjack. Yeah. Now I'm going to again. I said it when we recapped our show. I'm going to chalk this up to Vegas is getting while the getting's good, but um. Do you do you see yourself being a fifteen dollar pitch blackjack player six or twelve or eighteen months from now at the California if this is what they really think is the way to try to bring in clientele to play blackjack at their casino? So, um, so I'm a little confused on the question because we're talking mm-hmm. about removing. We're talking all- about electronic. So the alternative okay. is you could also sit at a at a, an electronic blackjack or craps table where it's a five dollar minimum. I, I I can't ever see me playing at an an electronic craps table. I, I don't know. There's just something that you're missing about the whole game with that. Now, five dollar electronic blackjack. Maybe if I'm if I'm jonesing for some blackjack. I mean, I don't like the video blackjack games that they have now, but I'm I would be more inclined to play that. But if I could find a fifteen dollar pitch, you know, two decks or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would probably I probably wouldn't play it as often, but that would still be where I would lean towards. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not as negative towards the uh, the roll to win thing, but it's not as fun. I feel like like that's where all of this is moving towards is that if you want to 
do five or even ten uh, dollar uh, denominations as your minimum bet, then you're going to end up being relegated to the electronic games. Fair enough. The Pabst Blue Ribbon beer neon sign that was located on the corner of Fremont and Las Vegas Boulevard has been removed, most likely because their advertising sponsorship of the park on Fremont was up. Word is that the owner donated the sign to the Neon Museum. As long as it's been donated. Right. And, and I'm sure that they will put up something else neon on that corner. That corner is too prominent to yeah, not have something hope. there. Yeah. Eater Vegas reports that Posh Burger, the newish burger joint at Aria, is now selling a $100 burger named the Posh Royale Burger. It's Wagyu beef, truffle, foie gras, gras. gold dust, lettuce, (laughs) tomato, onion pickles, and secret Posh sauce. This isn't the only place that that does that. It's um, Burger Bar. Burger Bar does one, too. Well, uh, yeah. I I had their $80 burger there once. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Because his uh, Uber Keller had a $1,000 burger. Right, at, at MGM. I think it's Is at it the, MGM or I thought it was at Mandalay? No, no, it was at MGM. Okay, I forget which restaurant they had it in. But I mean, that one, it comes with like gold silverware that you get to keep and all this stuff. And so this the $80 burger I had was a smaller version of that. But it still had foie gras and truffle and, and everything else on it. Um, I'm glad I had a chance to try it. And I'm glad I tried it at a restaurant that, you know, was owned by a well-renowned chef. Yeah. I don't know anything about Posh Burger. And so this is not going to be something that I'm going to try. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Virgin Hotels has a new ice cream shop named, quote, Afters Ice Cream. It's a Southern California shop known for its milky bun, which is two warm glazed donuts filled with choice of ice cream and topped with Tihan powder. Quote, unquote, after flakes, uh, chamoy, Captain Crunch, and caramel syrup. And I hope I did the Hispanic community proper with my pronunciation. <laughs> that just makes my teeth hurt. I know, yeah, right? It's so sugary. Yeah, it sounds I can, messy like I can too. feel the grittiness. Yeah. yeah. No. He says as he puts his Maker's Mark old fashioned up to his lips to uh, wet his whistle. <laughs> that does it for news and prop bets. Let's move into coming attractions. Attractions brought to you by Vegas.com is the portion of the show where we feature with you acts and artists outside the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, thank God for my wife. She spelled this out phonetically for me. <laughs> I Heart Music Festival is being held at the T-Mobile Arena Friday and Saturday, September 18th and 19th. Nope, nope, Friday, nope, sh- nope 17th and Sorry, 18th. September, yep. Thank you. That was a that was a that was a bourbon infused <laughs> misspeak. September seventeenth and eighteenth. Friday show feature Cheap Trick. Dua Lupia. Lipa. Yeah. Du- Dua Lipa. Damn, I, I know. That's that that's that's a that's a bourbon. That was a tough one. My that's wife. a tough one. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean I'm a wife. Hold on, it gets worse. Florida Georgia Line, Maroon Five, Nelly, Weezer, and more. Now, that was on Friday. Saturday is uh, Billy 
Eilish. Don't worry, she spelled it for me. Like she, 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 she like broke you it out. In trouble, Billie <laughs> Eilish. Coldplay, Journey, Khalid. There you go. And more. Show starts at seven thirty, <laughs> and tickets start at uh, eighty-seven dollars. Yeah, I'm with you, Mark. We've we got to hope we can get Tony through the end of the show. I yeah. think. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is not me misspeaking because of the bourbon. This is me misspeaking because I'm like, okay, here's how you pronounce these words, <laughs> and and Dua Lipa, and Eilish is not how it looks on you know when you type it out. <laughs> okay, we'll go yeah. with that. Expected to be their biggest event of the year, WWE Super SummerSlam is being held at Allegiant Stadium August 21st. Event starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $77. Brian Adams is performing a short-term residency at Encore for select dates starting November 10th through the 20th. Show start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $105. Guns N' Roses are performing at Allegiant Stadium Friday, August 27th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at 40 bucks. Sammy Hagar is performing at Stratosphere for six shows, Friday and Saturday, October 29th and 30th, November 5th and 6th, November 12th through 13th. Shows start at 9 p.m. and tickets start at $100. Hotel California in Eagles Tribute is performing at M Resort Saturday, August 14th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $23. Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys tribute, is performing at South Point. Friday through Sunday, July 23rd through the 25th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $25. And last up, Nightmare on Q Street, featuring Ice Cube, Warren G, Exhibit, Into Deep, and more, are performing at the Orleans Saturday, October 16th. Show starts at 7 p.m. and tickets start at $62. I just love seeing everybody getting back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Concerts! Yay! Yeah. Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that Tony appropriately announced because of his sobriety. That's on the coming attractions calendar on our blog. Let's check the river. We've got a 360 FHE. This is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. Now, this week, you guys went out and you explored Heritage at Mirage, Giada's at Cromwell, which I... mm, God, I love Giada's at Cromwell. You also went to Dim Sum Place at Aria and Suns Out, Buns Out at Resorts World. God, you guys give me the worst places. It's like you guys set me up for failure. <laughs> Tell us about your firsthand experience. Hey, we Mark Mark writes them how he writes them. We just it, it depends on your uh, your intoxication no, no, level. No way. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> you guys say dim sum place that Aryan suns out buns out resorts will and don't expect me to trip all over my <laughs> drunken lips. Well, that's that's because you know Mark. Mark didn't know the name of the dim sum place, which I'll fill in. I'll fill in the gaps here in a minute. Yeah, so that's Karen's fault. Excuse me. Yeah. You easily could have looked it up at Aria, and yeah. you didn't ask. <laughs> I I didn't have time. I was typing. Never. <laughs> uh, so we went to Heritage and Giada's during Restaurant Week. Um, the I mean, and both were fantastic as always. We did have a little bit of an issue at Heritage. It seemed like I don't know if they're understaffed or what they were doing, but. The service was incredibly slow. Yeah, I mean, I still highly, highly recommend Heritage to people, but I think they were just they weren't they weren't 
staffed right or something. I don't know. Yeah, and it it was weird because um because we went with a. At Raising Las Vegas and at Jambo, everyone, they hadn't been before. Um, and I remember, so she ordered an Al- Arnold Palmer. And when she got down to the end of her drink, this random waiter came by with literally a Minute Maid lemonade bottle. Right. And just refilled her glass with the lemonade. Like, totally missed the other half of what's in an Arnold Palmer, <laughs> which is the iced tea. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of sitting there like, what? What just happened? Right. Um, but yeah, the, the service was a little iffy, although there were a ton of people running around. Right. Um, the food was good. Uh, the steak wasn't as good as I remember it being, um, which I thought was odd. But uh, yeah, otherwise, it, I mean, it was fun. It was great during restaurant week because you got, you know, the set menus and get to try all kinds of right. fun stuff that way. Right. And then Giada's, uh, refresh my memory, Was did you have a problem at Giada's? No, not this time. time. You and I were talking about it, but the last time that you and I just went by ourselves, I was underwhelmed. Um, But this time, no, we we went with uh, Las Vegas gal and Jake from uh, the Guestless podcast. And now we got like the bruschetta and the bacon wrap dates. And I got the, I think it was the filet of sole for my entree. And you got the the lemon spaghetti, which, you know, you love dearly. Yeah, so good. Yeah, everything, everything came out wonderful. The only thing that I had an issue with um, I got the cookies for dessert and it comes out with like these lemon cookies that have like the lemon frosting just poured all over them and then yeah. chocolate chip cookies mm-hmm. and I didn't know this was possible to say but there was way too much chocolate in the chocolate chip cookie <laughs> like literally it was melting off the bottom and they were sticking to the plate and it was just they were so overly chocolate but yeah no that was that was a blast yeah, Giada's. Giada's is another place we would highly recommend. What about this uh, this dim sum place you went to, Karen? Yeah, so it is called, and I always have to look this name up because I, I can't say it right, Din Tai Fung. Um, and this is not a place that I would have ever thought to go try. Uh, I guess it they have a couple locations in California, and I have to think... Um, uh, at Vegas Introvert, uh, he let me tag along with, with him and his bestie to go there for dinner. It was fantastic. Really? Yes. It was so good. We had soup dumplings. We had, I mean, you name it. They just kept bringing out food. Uh, and it was, everything was absolutely delicious. And it was reasonable. Mm-hmm. So there were three of us. I forget. We had, we ordered like seven or eight different um, things that we all shared. The bao buns and everything else. And there were two cocktails had. And so the total bill uh, was 125 bucks wow. for three people. That's not yeah. bad. No, it's really good. And the food was fantastic. And the server, they were on it, man. They had, stuff came out fast. It was fantastic. So especially if you like dim sum, I would highly recommend Din Tai Fung at Aria. Nice. And then Sun's Out, Bun's Out at Resort World. Now, wait a minute. Didn't you eat it? I did. I, I was going to like give you a hard time about that because I'm like, hey, you know, I was there too. But now I got to look up the name of it. Shoot, I just had it. Where'd it go? So, anyways, with you suns out, first. buns out. Basically, if you've ever had egg slut, this is like a more home home version of uh, of of that. I mean, it, it was fantastic. I had a, a, a sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich. It was absolutely delicious. The sausage was thick and and I don't know, it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah she says. <laughs> delicious. But uh, that's that's my ringing endorsement of Suns Out Buns Out. I highly recommend people check that out. Yeah. And so then I had a chance to try Fuhu Shack, 
um, at Resorts World. It's in their food court. This is what I love about their like food court, street dining, whatever it is. It's a bunch of these little stalls, and the stalls really focus on like one thing. And so they might do like this place is is known for its, its Peking duck, and they do Peking duck um, bowls, burritos, and tacos, um, and that's all they do. And then there's another one that had like a whole roasted pig. So everything you get there is pig base. Um, but yeah, so Fuhu Shack, uh, specifically Meltz Vegas and I set a date to do this because we really wanted to try their um, the Peking Duck burrito. To our surprise, they weren't offering it. So the only thing... Oh. They, they, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, again, this was the week after Resorts World opened. Right. And, you know, we heard quite a bit that there were some issues um on the you know the soft opening they were the pos system wasn't work excuse me wasn't working and they were running out of food and product and alcohol and that kind of stuff so i think I, I think this was just they ran out of some of the ingredients to make the actual burrito but they were still offering the tacos and the bowls so he got a bowl i got the tacos um, they have this interesting ordering system where everything, every place you go to is on a touchscreen. Like they actually have these kiosks like out in the middle of the food court where you just pick where you want to eat, order it directly from there, and then wander over and then your food is ready. So a very different kind of thing, but you couldn't customize anything. So um, that's part of the reason why he got a bowl because it, there was stuff on the taco that he would have wanted to take off. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was so delicious. The, you know, the Peking duck had the beautiful crispy skin and a really good flavor on the duck. There were quite a bit of, of you know, raw onions on the taco, but I picked those off and um, <laughs> on the second one, and it worked out good. And then the first one, I did bite into a um, uh, the little tiny, teeny tiny little slice of Fresno chili that they had on it that I didn't realize was there, and that was was pretty spicy. Um <laughs> But it was delicious. And a delightful flavor. <laughs> it was delicious. I would totally go back. And I do, you know, when they yeah. do have the burritos back on the uh, the menu, I want to go give that a try. And there were quite a few other, f- like, food stalls there that I want to try as well. So, yeah. It was good. The wife and I as well, which is why the next time we uh, wind up in Vegas, don't be surprised when we give you guys a little bit of a heads up that we're going to stay at Resorts World and we want to eat and drink there. And you'll be like, Okay, cool. Works for me. <laughs> they have, I'll tell you what, they have What's a up? ton, a ton of restaurant options. I mean... 40. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The amount of food options that you have there, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like you could well, eat, and you what's could fun eat about your way around it. For listeners at home, when, when my wife and I plan a trip to Vegas, we essentially let Mark and Karen know that we're coming out to Vegas. Where should we be eating? And Mark and Karen say, well, you should be eating X and Y and Z. And that's the best part. Like, that's a, that is the best part about having um, locals as your BFFs because they'll tell you, listen, this is this is a complete, like, you know, tourist attraction. Don't, don't eat here. Right. But this place, those breakfast places that you took us to... <laughs> outstanding like those are those are places that that tourists don't know about and i'm and i'm fine with that i'm fine with that vegas is busy enough with actual locals i don't need <laughs> tourists infiltrating it i, I don't so need, I, I don't need the tourists out here in the suburbs they can they can stay out preach, on the strip in downtown preach, so. <laughs> some preaching something else there's some listener feedback tell us about the email from our buddy jim stark i'm happy to so jim writes Gra- grab a glass of water though 
Jim had a lot to say. <laughs> I do. I have it. We've got a couple of long ones lately. Yeah. Last week, I, Mark told me after we recorded last week's show, he's like, you did a good job. That was a lot to read. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I learned in school. So, mm-hmm. All right. Jim writes, good day, gang. Congratulations on your Vegas Vacation 10. The recap was fun to listen to and made me think, damn, I really need to get to one of these things. Today, however, I'm going to give you a little recap of my own. Friends of mine were going to the Vegas for the first time since the, and said, okay, it just sort of stops there. I'm guessing since the pandemic. Uh, And said, come on up if you're not doing anything. The next morning, I mentioned to my wife that we could go and make it a quick turnaround to hang with friends and have a getaway. That was it. Packed and in the car in less than an hour. Those have got to be like the best trips. (laughs) One of the few good things about living where we do, SoCal, sorry, Karen, is that I'm on the... 15 freeway in less than five minutes and with normal traffic checking into a hotel in less than three hours. So with that a quick stop at Eddie's world, we were in Las Vegas in less than three hours for a 24 hour stay. My friends are huge Palace station fans. We'd never stayed there. So why not? We love red rock and yes, understand the two are not equal. I've got to say though, what a nice surprise. The parking garage was clean and had a 24 hour security guard. By the way, always take the time to greet the guy taking care of the garage and thank him. Trust me, it's worth your time and effort. Check-in was fast, efficient, and friendly. Spoke with a human, not some damn kiosk, and said human put us on the 19th floor. The room was a standard room. I wasn't expecting much from an older property, but man, what a nice surprise. The room was clean and updated and had the same bed as Red Rock. Plenty of room with a desk and a little coffee table and chair. Floor-to-ceiling windows. The bathroom was a bit dated with a shower in the tub, but again, clean and spacious. And it was quiet, really quiet. Never heard one door slam or drunken late night argument, just quiet. That sounds sad. (laughs) (laughs) But the very best part of the room was the view. Damn, what a hidden gem. We were facing south and had a clear view from Resorts World to the MGM Grand. All of the Las Vegas Strip was laid out for our viewing pleasure. Talk about worth the price. We took a north-facing elevator down and were staring at Circa and downtown. Who knew? All the Vegas view porn you could imagine. (laughs) The gaming floor is small but laid out nicely, easy to navigate and remember. But to your point on the pod, even at this, quote, locals casino, the table game limits were just too much for us. $15 minimum and mostly $25 for craps and $21. So we settled for video poker before heading for a bite. We ventured over to Baiwan Sushi on Sahara right next door. Forewarned, it's not much to look at. We could only sit in their little sushi bar side due to lack of staffing. And that's in in italics and underlined. And we're only able to order sushi and none of the other offerings. The sushi was fantastic. Some of the best I've had in Vegas, and that includes Morimoto's. Sorry again, Karen. Been there twice. Hugely disappointed both times. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) But everybody's opinion is different. We had five rolls and two beers, and it was less than $50. Wow. I was out the door for $75. Check it out on Instagram. From there, back to the casino, and we played slots all night and laughed our ass off. By the way, Tony, this gaming floor is cigar-friendly. Another warning, drinks on the casino floor do not have alcohol in them. I mean, I'm sure they do, just not enough to taste it. (laughs) This new practice of short pours is just effing stupid. So order a beer on the floor. Looking for real drinks, we headed to the tailgate. It's a nice sports bar, very big, and has live music on the weekends. Yeah, we've been there before. Yeah, that's the where, where the uh, burger place used to be. Right. I still miss that place. Me too. Mission accomplished. Their bartenders make an honest drink. It was clear to us the place was severely understaffed. There was one server 
and two bartenders, however. The server, Jessica, I believe, was on it. She took care of the entire place. She had two bussers, and she had it down. We never waited or lacked for a thing, and I'm talking about a full restaurant with full menu, and she was all over it. We had the appetizer sampler platter for four with a full round of waters and two full rounds of drinks. She took the time to chat and share her view on people not wanting to work. You just don't find that kind of effort very often. She earned every dollar, and we were happy to double our bill for her as the tip. Nice. Very nice. Finished the night on the video poker machines and then headed up for the live view of the strip. I'm telling you guys, it was glorious. Kind of like the view from Wynn, only a little bit lower and 600 bucks cheaper. <laughs> Met for breakfast before taking off, ate at their cafe, and it was a good regular breakfast with the usual offerings. The food was good, coffee was hot, and the bill was small. Back in the car and home, just like that. Other than the oyster bar, by the way, a two to three hour wait that never went down, think someone would figure out how to add more seats for another day. I'd never heard of anyone saying anything about the Palace Station, good, bad, or otherwise. To me, it was Palace Station. Yep, there it is. I never gave it a second thought while driving past. After staying there, I definitely say don't pass it up if you're looking for a smaller, smaller casino that's clean, quiet, and a whole lot cheaper than the Strip. It has a local vibe while having everything in-house you need. Location is great, halfway between the Strip and downtown. And did I mention the view? Seriously. Who knew? Just never gave it a thought. That was my long-winded review of a property I've seen a hundred times and never stayed. Well, you can bet we will be back. Happy 4th of July. Stay safe. Jim. Yeah, we've talked about Palace Station before. The renovation they've done is remarkable. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's, it's a fun property. So, Jim. You and I have been friends on Facebook for a long, 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 long time. And and I've I've loved you, I've respect you, but this review only deepens that level of respect. <laughs> First of all, when you say, Tony, you know, this gaming floor cigar friendly, boom, Tony's intrigued. <laughs> Next up, when you say that we would love to and, and and you did, you doubled your bill for whatever the tip was. Love that as well. Your res- your review of Palace Station only makes me love it that much more, and and I can honestly say, you know, I liked Palace Station when it was what it was. I have not been there since Marcus said, Tony, you guys have got to check it out, <laughs> and and I want I truly do want to stay there. I I do, and 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 I hope. Karen and Mark won't take it offensively when when the wife and I fly into town and we'll stay for the two nights and we will literally stay at Palace Station not only to get on the radar but just to experience everything that Jim's talking about like right. this you there was nothing about this review that made me think I mean it might it, it it's okay of a review of a place to stay at no way this place sounds so much fun and, and it sounds just <laughs> outstanding to experience and knowing that he's a quasi quote unquote local because of his you know uh, what Proximity. I assume is um, s- uh, Southern California locale I, I'll, I, I would stay there my, my wife and I would say this is <laughs> damn it all of our amazing <laughs> friends and, 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 and listeners that review the stuff I'm like I want to stay at Red Rock. I want to stay at the Palms. I want to stay at Palace Station. Like these, you guys are not dissuading my wife and I from the <laughs> places that we are off Strip and off Fremont Street. I just, it's awesome. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for episode number 368. 
Thank you for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. Now, in my head, that was super sober, right? <laughs> I didn't slur anything. No, Tony, you didn't. It was, it was perfect. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, perfect. Karen. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360Vegas and get 360Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, much like our friend Jim did, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I am at 360 Vegas Karen. (laughs) You just told you where you could find me, so until next time. (laughs) 